Great news, everyone. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, as we approach Holy Week, I ask that you give us a spirit of remembrance, to remember why you sent your son to live, to remember why you sent your son to die, and to remember why you raised your son from the dead. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Palm Sunday marks the beginning of Holy Week, where Jesus makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. This event is recorded in all four Gospels. Matthew 21, verses 1 through 9. Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 38. And John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. As usual, Luke's gospel provides the greatest details of the celebration. Jesus would proceed to Jerusalem knowing full well what awaited him. Can you imagine with each step closer to Jerusalem, his life was to be about suffering? Jesus had a price on his head. He was a wanted man. John 11:57 proclaims, Now both the chief priest and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. My friends, previously Jesus had kept his ministry as quiet as he could. He would heal the blind and tell them not to tell anyone, but they could not help but tell everyone that Jesus had healed them. Jesus would heal those who could not walk and instruct them not to tell anyone. Instead, they would run and tell as many people as they could. He was miraculously feeding thousands and thousands of people. And you think that they were not going to say anything? Jesus asked the people he healed not to say anything because his time had not yet come. Now the events leading up to Passion Week mark that it was his time. Jesus set history in motion by going to Jerusalem, but on his way, he stopped to pick up his ride. His ride was a colt of a donkey that had never been ridden. Bethany where Jesus began his entry into Jerusalem, was about two miles from the city. Matthew 21, verses 4 and 5 remarks, All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, a fold of a donkey. Matthew's gospel is written by a Jew to the Jews about a Jew to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. Throughout Matthew's Gospel are references to Old Testament prophecies that had to be fulfilled. Jesus fulfills 19 Old Testament scripture prophecies. Now, there are other people who claim to be the Messiah, yet their claims fall short because they have failed to execute what was written about the Messiah. Jesus could have walked the two miles from Bethany to Jerusalem, but he didn't. He had to satisfy the word that was written about him. When conquering generals rode into town, they were on a horse. This symbolized war. Jesus would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. This symbolized peace. There was a great crowd in the area because they were preparing for Passover, one of the three mandatory feasts that required the kingdom of Judah to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem each year. As Jesus made his way to Jerusalem, some of the crowd spread their garments on the road as a show of recognition, loyalty, and support. Others cut down palm branches and spread them across the road. 
Matthew 21 and 9 proclaims, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means save now, which are the words from Psalm 118 and 25, which reads, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Folks, it is amazing that the multitude recognized Jesus as the Messiah on this day, yet stood silent as another crowd would denounce him five days later. Even though Jesus had a price on his head, he enters Jerusalem with a large number of people singing his praises. The next day, Jesus went to the temple to teach, but before he began, listen to what Luke 19 verses 45 and 46 says. Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. So why the hostilities, Jesus? What was the problem? As I mentioned, Passover was one of the three major religious festivals held in Jerusalem. Participants were to sacrifice animals once they arrived in Jerusalem at the appointed time. Merchants were all too happy to sell the animals to the pilgrims since many traveled great distances to come to the temple. But vendors did not accept foreign currency as payment for the animals. Travelers had to exchange their money for temple money. In addition to the purchase of approved animals, each Jewish male also had to pay a temple tax, which was equal to two days' pay, but it also had to be paid in the currency of the temple. All of these services were offered at highly inflated prices, with the priest getting a cut of the action. People had come to the temple to pray, but couldn't get into the outer court because it had been turned into a marketplace. This reminds me of an event called the foot washing that takes place the last Sunday in September in a small country church in Uniontown, Alabama. This event started out as a way to commemorate Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Down the road in an open field, the foot washing became a weekend party complete with food, sex, drugs, drinks, and music. The original foot washing event at the church has slowly faded as members died out and young members were down the road at the other foot washing. Jesus was not pleased at what the temple had become Yet he continued to teach each day in the temple, even as the chief priest, the scribes, and the chief of the people wanted to capture Jesus, but did not for fear of what the crowds might do to them. Just as Jesus was bold in his days leading up to his crucifixion, we must also be bold in our daily walk, not fearing what man will do, but sharing the good news with the lost. How many unsaved people have died from the coronavirus without hearing the gospel? Will you help spread the word? In spite of the virus, pick up the phone and share your testimony with someone. Let's pray. Father, give us holy boldness to witness to a frightened world that people can rest in the fact that Jesus is preparing a place in eternity for those who believe on his name. Keep us safe and in your care. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your questions, as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or 
You can mail your donation to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Be blessed, trust in God, and have a great week.